Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is mosaic shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be, happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome back to the Mosaic Gardens. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. I'm very glad you're joining me here today in the gardens. It's a beautiful sunny day. We've had a lot of rain and um, everything's nice and green. So welcome to Voice America's 7th Wave Radio. And if you have any call-in questions today, please send those to 866-472-5795. Or you can email me at soulhealerspath.com and I will get back with you with any um, information you might be desiring. This is a beautiful, like I said, sunny day here in the gardens and the raspberries have come off and they're done and now I'm uh, harvesting apricots and I have an abundant crop of those and today I put those in my green drink and they were pretty yummy. Um, I received a message in meditation this morning through my guides, my spirit guides, and I'm going to share that with you today as we go along, um, talking about art heals the soul. I have a question for you today, as usual, and this one is, have you ever felt like everything was just going great, all coming together, like this perfect thing, and so many good things were happening in your life, and yet you had this negative thought, what if I lose it all? Now, I'm going to talk about this question because it's something that came up for me this last week. And um, I'm going to talk about what happened. Um, everything's been going really fabulous in my life. I'm on the radio seven days a week. I'm enjoying some great teachers that are coming in. I'm writing a book, some CDs, videos, all sorts of amazing things. And people are stepping up to help me with those in, in very beautiful ways. And yet I had this negative thought that kept coming up, what if I lose it all? What if I can't do it? And I didn't have time to think about it, so I kept pushing it down. And as I've said before, you can't push these negative thoughts down because they're like balls in the pool. They pop up all over the place. And how it started popping up in my life was in the gardens. We had um, a new fence put in, and they hit the water line. And we had seven holes spurting up all over the place. And then there was water running off the roof from um, a swamp cooler, and all sorts of chaos was happening. And I had to stop and say, i got to look at what's going on here, because if something externally is happening in my world, I know it's coming from my internal thoughts. And I decided to address and look at that thought that was coming up, this negative thought of, of what if. Um, and so I took out some of the tools from my tool belt. We've talked about the tool belt. And one of them was writing, and I took 10 minutes, and I did a whole bunch of writing. And I wrote down those negative thoughts that came up. And the reason I did the writing is because I wanted to bring it out of the subconscious into the conscious, because you cannot heal anything in the subconscious mind. It is running off of past beliefs and stories, holding on to what it believes to be true. And some of those stories may have been created when you were 8, 7, 10, different times in your life. And so in order to get it out to the surface, I write it down and then my conscious mind can look at it and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not really true. That, that thought that, that this isn't going to work isn't really true because it is working. It's working all around me. And so I started to 
take you know thoughts and I took each one of them and I wrote the opposite and I started to be, chant that as my mantra for the week I can do it I am a creator of my reality good things do happen to me and I'm worthy of having good things and so and then I took that negative list I had and I burned it that's what I like to do to get rid of it and I suggest when you burn it always do it in a safe place but I, I let it go and it was working pretty good, but there were still a couple of thoughts that kept wanting to come up. And these ones had been in my conscious for a long, long time, my worthiness. And um, so I took them out and I decided to dance them because that's another one of the tools, uh, one that's really powerful for me. I put music on it and I danced. And there were tears that came up and there was also emotions that came up. And, and I was able to release that through this movement called Spirit Meditation Dance that I teach. And then I took it into meditation. That was the third step. And I have um, a really awesome thing to share with you today through the meditation, as I said, that my guides gave me. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Right now, I want to talk about a little bit about what we're talking about, the art. Art is also one of the tools on my, on my, tool, in my tool belt. Um, art is anything that you can create. I've redefined the word art into if you can take something and bring new life into it and create something new out of it, I think that's art. Whether it's cooking or riding or taking an old car, refurbishing it, um, there's so many different parts and kinds of art. I'm a self-taught artist and I'm a, an expressionist. I like to create things that um, other people may interpret different. And um, I've had a lot of critics tell me my art needed to be this way or that way. And I have decided not to listen to those critics and start listening to myself. And that inner critic was one of the things that was coming up in, in, in this, this thought process that I danced out. So I take all sorts of different kinds of art and put them together into mosaic pieces. And I'm going to encourage you to find your art because art is an expression of meditation. It is a way that you quiet the mind. All of the tools in my toolbar are ways to retrain my mind. There are ways to quiet my mind. Meditation can be done in quiet contemplation, or it can be done in dance. Um, when I run, I'm, I'm in a meditation state. When I'm creating art, I'm in a meditation state. So let's talk about this morning. Oh, my gosh, this morning meditation. So the, the message my guys wanted me to share with you this morning is, do you have a willingness, a willingness to believe? Just the idea that there is a love so big out there that it wants you to be happy, that you deserve to be happy. And are you willing to let go of what does not work and make a change for something different? Now, now the key word here is willingness, right? It's the willingness, the willingness to do that, to, to be opened to believing something different, to create a new life experience. It's like having the faith of a mustard seed. It only has to be that big. And with that faith and that willingness to th say, you know what, maybe there is something out there that loves me enough that wants me to be happy. And then move from that, you can use these tools that will help you create more of that. And that's what we do here in the garden. We plant seeds. We plant seeds in the garden. And before I can plant any seeds in my garden, the first thing I have to do is get the ground ready. And that requires me to till the ground with the tools that I know. And it requires me to take fertilizer. Fertilizer and put in the ground. And so I'm going to say that that fertilizer is some of the things in my life that didn't go so well. 
um, that chaos and stuff that um, actually the shit in my life that I didn't like. I put it into the ground as fertilizer, and I move it around with all the good soil and all the good things, and I get the sound the soil ready, and I use the tools to to furrow the soil, and then I got this rich black soil that's so beautiful, and it's ready to plant something. And once I've done that, I put my seed in the ground. Now that seed goes into this deep soil. And it needs water to grow. And a lot of times that water is the tears, the tears of my soul cleansing. And tears are so important because anytime the body loses liquid, it allows the body to go into a state of, of healing. And tears come out and they and they form the water that feeds that that is nourishing the seed in my soul. And so this water, the rain, just like rain that needs to come to the ground, gives nourish, nourishment to the soil. Then I also need sunshine. That's love. That's that self-love, the self-acceptance, and that's bringing people into my life that have affirmations that believe in me, that help me move forward. That's the affirmations that I did, the chanting. It's just the sunshine that warms the soil. Now, as equally as important as the sunshine is the night, so I need some rest. I need to be able to walk away from the projects I'm doing and have some fun. I need to sleep at night. That rest. So when you're growing something, the day and the night work together to help that plant grow. And then I've got to pull the seed, the weeds that grow, all those negative thoughts. If I don't pull the weeds that are growing in my ground, then my, my uh, plant has no room to be. It has no room to exist. It has no room to grow. So I had to pull those seeds. And then one of the things that I have to work really hard at and personally is patience. Not going out there. You don't put a seed in the ground and then you go out and dig it up to see if it's growing because if you do that, it's going to die. You have to have the patience to wait, to see that it's going to grow, to see that it's going to become this beautiful flower. So my next question to you is what do you do when you're there, when you're at that place and those negative thoughts come up? What if you knew that everything was going to be okay? What if you knew that everything was going to be okay, if you could have that belief? Well, one of the other things that I like to do is the dance I was talking about. So when I get my fruit that comes out of my garden or my vegetables, or I do a celebration dance, and that is the spirit meditation dance. Spirit meditation dance is, a, is taking negative thoughts and stories and moving them out of the subconscious into light of consciousness with movement and music just like the writing does, but this moves more for me because it's actively moving the body. It's engaging all of my senses. It's putting these thoughts into a different form outside of your body and allowing that form to dance and move away. And then you are able to release and let go. This is sacred ceremony of release. It's done with others in a safe environment and it, they are doing their own healing process and there are no steps to learn. It's free form movement. I am teaching one of these workshops here, one of these retreats, at Yoga West in Grand Junction, Colorado on July 16th and 17th is a two-day spirit meditation dance and healing weekend. And you can register it for at soulhealersdoffpath.com. And I also want you to know I'm giving a once-in-a-lifetime special offer for this. It's a celebration of abundance offer. I've received a lot this year, especially being on the radio show, and as a gift to the community, which I do twice a year, I'm going to offer this workshop for the first 20 people for $250 for this weekend, for that weekend. 
And if you are a Yoga West member, you can do you can join for two hundred dollars. So I want you to think about that joining and coming with us in this celebration of release. Uh, my dear friend and guest Mary Hurt, who will be on the radio here shortly with us, she's a guest today. She is the owner of Color Creek Fiber Art. She is going to be offering a, a dance color fiber art workshop at her studio the night before, July 15th. And you'll go in and make this silk scarf, and you can bring it to the dance and celebrate and dance with it. You're going to take it home. I'm also going to be giving you a mandala that you're going to take home too that um, will remind you of the workshop. So this... Um, color um, dance uh, workshop she's offering is only $25 and you can go and register with her at colorcreek.com colorcreekart.com or at 970-778-5985 and um, she's going to be joining me right after the break here let me tell you a little bit about her before we bring Mary on Mary Herbert Creed created Color Creek Fiber Art in September 1997 in Anchorage, Alaska, and since then the equivalent of several thousand people of all ages and background have found inspiration through Color Creek Fiber Art and Mary's instruction. In 2011, found Mary and her husband Doug and their two dogs and Color Creek relocating to Red County of Grand Junction. Since relocating, Mary has taught six semesters at Colorado Mesa University. Is, an active, is active with the Art Center, both offering classes and workshops and volunteering on the board, all the while sending out her creative roots into the wider community. Her artwork is in the walls of the Providence Medical Center in Anchorage Children's Hospital, at the New Cancer Wing, in Winder Park Elementary, the Alaskan Performing Arts Center, in a private collection around the country. Since moving to Grand Junction, Mary has provided lectures both locally and on the Front Range, participated in wearable art fashion shows in Fort Collins, Carbondale, and Grand Junction, and installed shows in CMU and arts in the Art Center. In tandem with her own artwork, Mary has a strong commitment to sharing her knowledge with her community through Color Creek. Her open working and teaching studio, studio is in conjunction with healing groups as well as the public, general public. Her shop offers beauty, creativity, and color in a safe haven. Families touched by cancer, at risk youth struggling with addictions, individuals suffering grief, or just anyone who seeks color respite from her, from a hectic or overwhelming life, can all find benefit through Color Creek. Mary's current shows Mary, Mary currently shows her special garments on runways in Colorado and Alaska, and runs an online store for her wearable garments. You can go to colorcreekfiberart.com and Mary is an exciting fiber artist who we'll have on as soon as we have the break here and um, stay tuned and we'll talk to you in just a moment the voice america seventh wave channel being here with ariel and shia kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment this show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Are you a spiritual seeker? 
Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers, but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Well, welcome back from our break, and we have a fiber artist, Mary, here with us. Mary? Hi, welcome. how are you? Yeah, welcome to the gardens. Thank you. It's a beautiful garden. I've seen it. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Mary, can you tell me, we would like um, you to share with um, our listeners today, how Color Creek got started? Well, it's uh, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, I would say it was probably the perfect storm of about three elements. One was living a life in the computer world, which I decided was absolutely a great tool, but a lousy lifestyle. Uh, so I was looking to leave my computer job. Um, I had an inability to quilt what was in my head because of commercial fabric. I couldn't find what I need, wanted to work with. And finally, an ability to spot an open door and jump through it. So those three things came together in 1997. Uh, when I was looking for something else to do to escape the computer world, I knew what, you know, that in order to quilt what was in my head, I had to make my fabric. And then the way I do everything is I share it. So I started inviting my friends, my coworkers over to paint fabric, to throw dye on it, whatever I could do, because that's how I learn. And then one day I'm sitting there and I'm watching my male coworkers on the floor painting. And I looked down and asked them if they would pay to do this. And they said, well, one of them looked up and said, absolutely. And so six months later, I opened Color Creek. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wow. And incorporating other people. That's always really helpful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. If, without the sharing part of it, it would not have, not have worked at all. But yeah, that's, those are the doors that all open for me. Well, that's um, what I find out about life too. If you don't share and you're not out there 
um, helping others to get their dreams. You don't really get yours done, too. That's, that's an important part of that. So, um, so those were doors that opened up for you. And tell me um, about this working with other people. Uh, how, how do you incorporate that into your art now? Well, one of the things I've always, I've always known is that my artwork doesn't exist unless I have people coming in to share it. Um, I am not a, I'm not a solo artist. In fact, I didn't start out to be an artist. What I started out was opening a shop that would allow people to come in and be creative with, with fabrics and textiles. I, was, I actually was very in love with color. But I'm not a drawer. I'm not a painter of, on um, canvas. I really am a hobbyist. I started out that way. But I'm also a teacher. And I'm also a person that loves community. And without that community coming in, I would not have my artwork because that's my inspiration. You know, what other people do and how they see color and how they put their, you know, stuff down onto the fabric is really, that's the inspiration for me. So this, um, how does this play a part in, in your healing of your own life? I mean, I... I think some people think that artists just wake up one day and they're artists. And, and there's things that we go through, a process of, of um, obstacles and healing that gets us to be able to get through our fears and be out there in the public. So, so share some of that with me, would you? Well, one of the, one of the things is, is my artwork is not the production of end process of fabrics. That's a byproduct. My artwork happens to be my space. And the space is, is, that, is that I can create a space where anyone can come in and find what each needs in order to face their worlds again. And it's a place to laugh. It's a place to share, create, support. So the, art, the artwork is really in this space. And I, and I liken it to your particular mosaic garden where you have created the space for people to come in and take solace from what they see. So... It's each and you know each piece that you put in there happens to be creative and a piece of artwork, but it's the collection of that. And so it's like that for me, that I have a place I can come to when I need to be creative or when I need to laugh. And I know that in that sharing is that I bring together certain energies that, that help us all reflect and all kind of realizes that we're all in this little world together and that it's crazy and it becomes a place where you can find a, not a little sanity but just a little just that those those elements that we need as human beings and color sits in the middle of all of that yeah that's really nice so um we have these inner critics and if somebody came to you and said you know i i can't do that what what would your be would would be your message to them to help them through that? Oh, that's the beautiful part. They, you know, and most people have never painted on silk before, so most people don't have that uh, sort of experience of inner critic. If you realize is that when we were all little kids, we painted on everything, and we would proudly display whatever we painted, and everybody would be happy. And then somewhere along the line, there'd be a teacher that says, "Well, your sky isn't blue." So it's not artwork. (laughs) 
and and you get you you learn that inner critic as you grow older and as you start meeting the criticisms. And when I have adults come in and say, "Well, I can't draw," and the beauty of silk is you don't have to know how to draw. In fact, you don't have to know how to draw anything, nor even care to draw. All you need to do is take up a piece, some a brush with some color on it, and you just put it down and you watch it flow. So you have to love color. And so what I do when people walk into the space is I say, well, first of all, we there's nothing to criticize, and you can do whatever you want to this piece of fabric. And by the way, you're just going to take it off and wrap it around your neck, and nobody's ever going to see those mistakes that you think you made. Um, I also invite them when people come in, particularly for parties, is that I'll put up a scarf, um, you know, for the hostess, and I say everybody gets a chance to paint on this, and by the way, you put all your mistakes here. And when you put all your mistakes here, then when you go do your own, then (laughs) you won't have any. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really is that having the medium that nobody has an experience with, so it's very hard to develop that inner critic. Now, those who come and paint for long term with me, they develop an inner cr- critic, and we try very hard to get rid of that. We leave that at the door. I, yeah. You know, I can't quite get rid of that one, but for the new people, for anybody who just wants to come in and play, then it's very hard to have an inner critic. I found some. I I found some of the pieces that I um, thought were mistakes and disliked the most are the ones that actually sold the fastest at the gallery. It was it was amazing to me. I would take something that looked a little Mm -hmm. crazy in there, and people were like, "Oh, I love this!" And so I started realizing that you know that that what I'm seeing is different when other people see sometimes too. So when I'm calling ugly, somebody else is calling beautiful. Well, and, and I, I have people every day walk in and say, oh, you know that scarf I really hated? It. I just sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's, and I think it's a really hard lesson for adults to, to break, you know, that, or to learn. is that it's really, if you give yourself to the silk and, and the colors and just relax, that it will, it will be what it wants to be. You can't control it. It's going to do what it wants. And the sooner you learn that, then the sooner you realize that what's coming out is something from a very different part of you. It isn't the analytical. It is simply the silk talking and you responding. Yeah. Wow. I, um, I know that when I let my inner child play, there, there's this amazing healing that happens. Can you, can you talk about that? inner child playing and what happens when we, we um, allow ourselves to be children again? Well, I'm not so sure it's children as it is as so much as not allowing your adult to interfere. Mm. And, I think, and I find a difference because I love the concept of being able to walk in as an adult and see what's in front of me with all the experience that I have, but to be able to quiet that mind. And it's really going into a different part of your brain, into a different part of your being. It's allowing your hands to move very independently of what you think ought to happen. 
And you can see that visually when someone reaches that point. And I know that for me, I strive to be in that point. And if I have, you know, the phone ringing or the computer on and, you know, all these things that interfere with us, then, then I'm not allowing myself to get to that space. I see. That that's a good point. Yeah. I I like that. I like looking at that from an adult perspective. That's nice. Um, Mary? Yeah. Okay, I thought we lost you there for a minute. Tell no, me no, um, you haven't lost me. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Tell me, um, when it comes to healing from um addictions and, and different different things, how how does this help? I know you said that it it helps a person that's dealing with an addiction how would that how would this working with um, the fiber arts or any form of art help me with an addiction problem well what I believe and this is there's a couple of elements to that one of them I believe colors to be primal to our beings that when you can put a person in the place with the colors of their choice for their moment for their for this particular instant of which, you know, they are operating. And in other words, I don't set three colors in front of them and say, mix your own. I say, well, what colors do you want to work with? And then what it does is allows us each individually to tap into what we need from those color vibrations and from the the color senses that we have internally and intuitively. Um. We all have something that we are addicted to or is medically happening to us or emotionally happening to us. And then when we can walk into a place which is without judgment, without a, and I don't put time frames on people, so they can create in here as long as they want to. Because the belief is if you add color, creativity, space to create, space to stop and think and reflect, that you will tap into that place that you need for healing. And I, it's yeah. really, to me, that's very profound because, it, you know, most places will put a time limit, hi, you've just paid your money, now you've got two hours. And here's, yeah. here's something for you to trace, and here's your set of colors. And I realize I lock up in a, in a microsecond. I am already in a space where I cannot create. Yes. Do you, do you have this intuitiveness that, that you know when somebody needs something? I'm, I'm talking from my own experience. The first time I met you and I came and you opened your house up to me and it let me stay the night because um, I was going hiking with a group over there. I was I was in a place of um, just getting through a relationship and feeling really sad. And what you said to me that is is why don't you stay another day and come work, come come play. You didn't say work. You said come play in my studio. Come down, and um, then you you showed me how to um, take felt. And and I, I, when I was done, I just felt like I had lifted a hundred pounds off of my my consciousness, mm-hmm. my my shoulders, the weight I was carrying of all this. Did you see that, that I needed that when you reached out? I've been curious ever since. I do see it. And I think this is, this is having watched 
like I mean, literally thousands of people come through the shop, and and finding and the ones who need the space and who need the place and who need to to find that sense of themselves. They speak to me. They they come and they and then they engage. Um, I can recognize them and they can recognize me and they can recognize what can happen in the place. Those who are afraid of it and don't, are not, and this is a vulnerability. You have to be vulnerable to come in. You have to want to let down your guard and let, let out whatever. And it's not, it's not in a, in a public way, but let yourself out to yourself. Those who are willing to do that, they find me. And that's where I think the connection is. Nice. Yeah, I I know um, I watch watch, um, a a little child just play and they they don't think about it. They dance and they twirl. I just danced with a little girl just a few weekends ago that was just, she was having so much fun. She was just twirling all around. And she wasn't caring if anyone was watching her or not. And when I dance... I do that. I, I dance in public when music's playing, and I become that little girl inside me. And, and then I do mm-hmm. bring my adult humanness to it. And I, I, just, I just visualize that I can do that, and I have so much fun. And then when I get done, people will come up and say, wow, I wish I could do that. And I always want to say, yes, you can. You can do that. All you have to do <laughs> is just stop that chatter that goes on your head that says you can't and that everyone's looking at you. And everyone's watching you because I, you know, I find more in society that people are more concerned about themselves and what they're getting done than they are about what I'm doing most of the time. <laughs> right, uh, and I and I agree with you, but I also think the medium is an incredibly important part. Okay, um, there's a lot of very private people, and I would say I am too. Is that I am not, you know, I'm not inclined to get up and dance because that's not how I appreciate the music. Yes. I appreciate it very differently. And so I think it's, in, it's very important to understand where people, you know, what medium drives them, and then how can you connect them to a way that they can understand and feel comfortable in it. Oh, yes, I, I, I agree. I have people, when I bring my painting, when I bring my, you know, like I'll go down to the farmer's market with, with silk scarves, and I invite anybody to paint. And generally speaking, it's the children because suddenly they're all over the place um, and so forth. But I can see, too, that even within the children, there's certain ones of them that will, are willing to pick up the brush and play, and then others who are, are so afraid of, of criticism that they cannot pick up that brush. Yes. I think and, it's a, and, another thing and, that we're talking about is the importance of finding out your medium, what, what it is you enjoy doing. If someone asked me to get up and sing in front of people, I, I'd be terrified. I, that's not my medium. And, um, and so I encourage people all the time to find their own medium, what, what works. Mm-hmm. That's what you're, yeah. I, I really enjoy sharing that message with us. So um, is there anything else you'd like to share about what goes on in, in, in your, um, your shop there? Um, well, I think what goes on in my shop is that I offer many different ways for people to engage. 
in here. You know, that they can come in for beginning classes or advanced classes. They can come in for three hours or four weeks or six weeks. Um, they can, but more importantly is they also offer them an opportunity to come in on as lab time. So in other words, if they've gone through a class and they, and they say, oh, well, I like to paint silk. I would like to do more of that. Then what I do is I offer a, a punch card. And in that punch card, I say, well, just tell me when you're coming. Um, you'll buy, or you can bring in, or you can buy whatever you need, but the dyes are always included. I do not have a time limit on that. So you can come in and paint all day long on basically $15. And with that is what I call the support. Ask as many questions as you like. There are no secrets. Um, Learn, engage, practice, support. Those are all elements that happen in this space. And then if you're curious about something else, I'll throw a book in your way or I'll answer your questions or show you some other way technique that you may not know. So it's a teaching moment without being a class. And what I find is even within those groups, the people who start coming in on lab, they begin engaging with one another. They have become friends. They support one another. They answer each other's questions. And so I'm building a community of people who are using this medium to do whatever it is they want for themselves. And that is so exciting to me. You know, far more than offering a class and having somebody come in and say, oh, that was nice, and then walk out and then never use it again. Unless they can say, well, that really wasn't my medium, in which case I say, yeah, that would be true. <clears throat> so um, being able to work with you on your, your workshop, it's very exciting to me. And it's, it's not a... You have the workshop. I merely have a supporting role in that I can have people drop in because that's what this is. It's just a drop in to paint their color banners in whatever colors or forms that they need and in order to take with them to your your dance workshop and be able to dance or have them into the space. So it's taking their personal colors with them. And I'm very excited to offer that because it's not a – um, it allows me to engage with people one-on-one or, you know, as they come in, they begin meeting one another if they overlap before they come to your workshop. And we can talk about colors and the importance of them and why, why they like the colors they do and what, what is it doing for them. So it, it becomes that sharing, learning, support network that is so critical to everything I do. Can you give us more information about how to get a hold of you to register for um, this workshop? Um, send me an email. I'm at colorcreek49 at gmail.com. Colorcreek49 at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, my name is Mary Hertert, and it's H-E-R-T-E-R-T. And they can call me at 970-778-5985. Or they can drop into my website and get, um, they can't register through the website, so it's email or phoning is how I would like people to to get in touch with me. 
Wonderful. So I encourage you to join Mary on July 15th. It's at 4.30. Um, the class is, is only $25. And, man, the experience is going to be well worth that and beyond. And then we can um, do, see you at the Spirit Meditation Dance Workshop that we will be having at Yoga West. And you can bring that beautiful banner that you're making into the workshop with us. And um, you can go to soulhealerspath.com. And if you get a hold of me, I can even give you some connection to where to get a hold of Mary to register for her workshop. Mary, it's been a really... It's really really telling me that you want to drop in and do this because that's um, basically from 4 o'clock on or even earlier to whatever time people want to drop in. I know you have people coming from out of town. So if they get in late and they want to come paint their banner... Um, if they let me know in advance, I'll be here for them into late into the evening on Friday. So it's really what time do you have open? Give me a call, drop in, and tell me you want to paint your banner, and that's how it works. Wonderful. And that's, that's one of the key things you just said. You, you are there. You were there. You're there for your people in your life, and, and you're there. And um, you show mm-hmm. up, Mary Big. And I want to thank you so much for doing that because it really helps the planet to heal. Yeah, well, what a marvelous show you have, and I am grateful to be here and uh, looking forward to the 15th. All right, wonderful. Well, thank you, Mary, and uh, for the rest of you, we're going to take a break, and we'll see you right back, and uh, thank you for visiting the Mosaic Healing Gardens today. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Tune in every week for Blooming in the Light. Host Marie Helen Turin will take you on a journey of personal growth and happiness. By using her experiences and those of her guests, she shows you that challenges in your life are really blessings in disguise. Whether you're facing aversion in parenting, education, spirituality, or other life experiences, we're here to show you a broader and lighter side. Blooming in the Light can be heard every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. This is the 7th Wave Channel. On the Voice America Network. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 
1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the gardens. Oh my gosh, we're having a wonderful time here to talking about art and how it comes into healing. And the gardens just became my palette for creating art. And as people came into the gardens, they would wander in and sit down and have conversation with me. And they do all the time. I, I'm on kind of on the main street here in Moab and just, well, two blocks off, but I'm up by the library. So when people come by, they... They stop in and, and, they, and they sit in the gardens and they visit with me and we have great conversation. And, and I want to um, do a little guided meditation with you. And it was kind of inspired by my neighbor yesterday when I, we, we were talking about the flowers and he was showing me all the flowers in his garden and saying how each one of them is individual and yet so very, very beautiful. And we, we are all just unique, beautiful flowers in this garden of life. And um, I'm going to encourage you after the meditation to get out your crayons and markers and just a piece of paper and allow that inner creator inside just to color. When we were children, we used to just draw and color and not even think anything about it. I remember when my children were young, they would like to they'd take a and color on the walls, and I had to finally create a wall in um, the playroom where they could create. They could just draw on it because I got tired of getting upset that they were trying to create on the walls in my house. And so, um, there's to let that inner child come out. And I really appreciate what Mary said about the different mediums. Not everyone has to play music or sing or dance or write or even be. Uh, an artist that displays their art for sale. But we all have this inner person and inner child inside that wants to create. And I'm going to encourage you to do that. So for the next couple minutes, let's go and let's do one of our meditations. And the one we're going to do is a creation one today. So get a nice, comfortable spot where you can sit back and relax. Go into your breath. It's always important to follow the breath. Breathing in, breathing out, just connecting, connecting with that life source of air that comes into the lungs. Fill in the lungs, fill them as they fill up to capacity, and then let the air go. Concentrate on your breath, just the sound of it as it comes in. Filling the lungs. Feel it as it comes up over the nose, that fresh air, and exhales over the lips, allowing that air to come in through the nose, out through the mouth. Nothing but that air as you're breathing it in, breathing it out, and now Ask your shoulders to relax on the exhale. Bringing the air into your shoulders and asking them to relax. Just relax. The air comes in, fills the lungs, and goes out. And as you're sitting there, imagine that you have that tree trunk of roots coming out 
from your tailbone into the earth. It goes deep into the center of the earth, pulling up that sweet energy from the earth. And exhaling back into the earth. Connecting and being grounded with all that we know to be our existence on earth. Bringing down the light from the heavens through the crown and into the heart. Going into that heart space with the breath. Allowing yourself to be there in that space. Now invite this inner child in, this part of you that loves to create, this part of you that like to get dirty in the mud, mud pies, play with clay, just this part of you that love to create. Bring it in and let it sit in this space with you in your garden. Take it for a walk around the garden, looking at the flowers in the garden, smelling each beautiful, delicate flower with your breath, seeing the butterflies that are in your garden. Look at all the beautiful different colors on the wings of these butterflies. Maybe there's a hummingbird that comes into your garden. The grass under your feet and take your shoes off. You can sit in the grass with your inner child and you can pick some flowers. And you can you can make it into a necklace, a dandelion necklace. Those were always fun. You could blow off the, the dandelions and allowing all those little parachutes, those little white parachutes to float in the air. And now allowing yourself to laugh, to laugh in the garden. It's such a beautiful place, a place where you can create all the things that you desire, all the things you want. Listen to your inner child. What does it want to do in the garden? Does it want to dance or play ring around the roses or splash its feet in the pond that's nearby? Just allow yourself to play with this inner child for a moment. Having this connection to this fun side of you. Just enjoying what it is to be young, feeling the breeze on your face. Do you remember what it was like to lay down and look at clouds? What kind of shapes are you seeing in the clouds? Beautiful clouds that are floating by. And you can share the secrets, the secrets with each other. Do you remember the little flowers where you played, he loves me, he loves me not, or she loves me, and she loves me not? Just all those fun things that we did when we were little in the gardens, or we wanted to do, or we watched little children do. All the things that the garden offers, this healing. And then there's a box of crayons there. So you and your little child take the colors of the crayons, and there's a big white piece of paper, 
nothing on it. It's just open for you to draw whatever you want. And just draw on that paper. Oh, and look, there, there's some paints. You can paint, too. You can paint a rainbow. You can paint whatever you want. You can splash the paint around, and if it gets on you, it's okay. And you can put your hand in the paint and put your hand's prints on this white paper, creating this beautiful piece of art with you and your inner child. Just exploring all possibilities of creation. And then you can sing in the garden because nobody can hear you in the garden, just you and your child. And if you listen, that little inner child is singing and dancing and twirling and creating. It's what we were meant to be, beings of creation. In this place, we know there's just divine love, understanding and growth. In this place, we can create all possibilities for where we want to go with our future. And I bet you'll get some inspiration in the gardens here about your life. And there's a secret this little child's going to tell you. And it whispers in your ear, this little secret. And that is secret is that when any weary worries come up or any thoughts or doubts that tell you stories about what you should, could, or can't be, that you can blow them into those little dandelions and you can watch all those little white parachutes go. So as this child hands you a dandelion, take whatever thing that you are worried about that's coming up for you, a worry, a thought, and just blow it into the dandelion. Watch it go into a million little pieces as it flies away. Oh, and there is another dandelion. Another dandelion to blow again. And you can blow it into that dandelion. And you just keep blowing away any negative thoughts or fears that arise in your consciousness or subconsciousness into that dandelion. Allowing it to go. And giggling. How funny it is that we think that we are so serious and that there are so many things that, that we can't do when there are non-limited possibilities and that little child laughs with you. Now I want you to sit down in the grass and give her, this child a hug. And let him know you're going to come back and play in the garden anytime, anytime you want to again. This is your playground, you and your inner child. And with your breath, come back into the room knowing that anytime you want, you can come to this garden. I want to thank you today for joining me on Voice America 7th Wave Network. And if you'll join me next week, I'm going to have my guest Joseph Rawling of Yoga West come in and talk with us. And he is bringing a special guest, which is Reverend Adrian Wolf. And she'll be talking to us about her trip on the Inca Trail that she just did recently. And the topic will be the mirror into our heart. So please join me again next week in the gardens where we create beautiful new life stories. This is Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, and have an awesome week. Listen to me again seven times a days a week if you like on Voice America's 7th Wave Radio. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 
1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.